Skylar Gregory Peterson Tosic was a 20-year-old from Escondido, California. He was a skilled musician and college student. On August 30th, 2015, Sky took an Uber ride to an intersection near the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, a ride he duplicated two days before that. Sky got out of the car. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. The phenomenon known as the gig economy is upon us. In fact, it's been with us for a few years now. What is it? Investopedia defines it as an economy in which temporary flexible jobs are commonplace and companies tend to hire independent contractors and freelancers instead of full-time employees. If you've heard of Airbnbs, people who rent out their rooms and apartments to strangers, that's an example of a job within the gig economy. The main competition would be the well-known hotel chains. Have you heard of Turo, T-U-R-O? People rent out their own vehicles to travelers to make money. The main competition being Hertz and Avis and all the other official car rental places. Then there's Lyft, L-Y-F-T the main competitor to the company that will be mentioned during this episode. What do they do? People provide their own taxi services using their own vehicles, or a vehicle the company leases to them. Really, even 20 years ago, no one could have imagined getting into a stranger's car to go somewhere. Now, people do it every day. Well, in the disappearance of Sky Tossick, he had never used a vehicle for hire service before. Then he used it twice within three days to go to the same place. After the second trip, Sky disappeared. And we're left to figure out why he needed an Uber to ride. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Good's website, charlieproject.org. Sky Tosic grew up in a music family. He learned how to play the bass, the drums, and yes, the ukulele. As a teenager, Sky made friends by playing in a couple bands, and they were the opening act for more established groups in California. Sky did well in school as well. He was great at math and continued his education by going to college. However, there were a couple speed bumps. Sky and his friends got employed by some people who were eventually found out to be making bath salts, a very illegal and dangerous drug. Due to this, Sky became a bit of a loner, splitting from the friends who got him into that situation. Yet, not long before Sky disappeared, he spoke of having two new friends, Thaddeus and Eli. Yet, no one had or has ever met them, with no documentation as to their last names. 
So, on August 30th, 2015, a Sunday, Sky had to come home around noon after spending the night somewhere. He spoke to his grandmother, mother, and his mother's boyfriend. Then, without warning, Sky left the house. His family had no idea where Sky went. He was never seen again. That evening, a text came from his phone to his mother, stating that he was with two rich older women and they had passports. After filing a missing persons report, his mother Olivia discovered Sky had used the ride service Uber on August 28th for the first time in his life, taking him to an area near the San Diego Zoo Safari Park, a trip of about 10 miles. Furthermore, Sky took the exact same trip, but with a different driver, on August 30th. In addition, Sky's family also learned that on the night of the 29th to the 30th, when he didn't come home, Sky had slept at the San Pasquale Academy near the Safari Park. The people there remembered him, but their stories about what Sky was doing there changed from one time to the next. Sky's disappearance has gotten a lot of media coverage over the past five years, including an episode of the TV show Disappeared. Unfound will attempt to go even deeper into the details of this case, so you the listeners can analyze it, come to your own conclusions, and provide help to Sky's family. That all starts by thinking about these three questions. Number one. Who are Thaddeus and Eli, and do they even exist? Number two, what are we to make of the shifting stories about Sky's hours at the San Pasquale Academy from the 29th to the 30th? And number three, why would Sky leave his house on the 30th without telling his family where he was going and how he was getting there? Sky's family is convinced foul play caused his disappearance. The guest for this episode is Sky's mother, Olivia Tosic. Unfound news. I need to thank Dr. Telesco for allowing me to take part in the presentation Dr. Ramsland gave on Zoom on Monday, April 12th. I even got to ask a couple questions. Speaking of which, my next show with Dr. Telesco is coming up Thursday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. on YouTube. What disappearance are we covering? Well, several, as we will be discussing missing persons theory and using Unfound's episodes as examples. Next, I hope you all enjoyed the interview I did with my longtime friend April Hebert on her podcast, think it through. The episode came out April 13th. I hope you found it interesting to hear me talk at length about many factors related to missing persons theory. You can find the episode on all the popular podcast platforms. Finally, I want to give you a preview of the next two episodes of Unfound. Next Friday will be the annual Q&A episode. Get your questions in now. Then the last Friday of April will be update episode number 8. Wow. Where you can find Unfound. 
Unfound supports accounts on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Deezer, and YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us for the Unfound live show. All of you can talk with me, and I can answer your questions. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast. This week, I need to thank Moselle and Laura. You can also contribute at PayPal, paypal.me forward slash unfoundpodcast. I also need to give a huge shout out, and I don't think I've done this before, to all the people who have monetarily contributed using Super Chat during the live show on Wednesday nights. Thank you for watching, and thank you for donating. The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. Merchandise, the books at amazon.com in both ebook and print form. Do not forget the reviews. Shirts at unfound-podcast.myshopify.com or you can track down my assistant Heather in the Facebook group. Playing cards at makeplayingcards.com forward slash sell forward slash unfoundpodcast. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com and please mention unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the mother of Sky Tossic, Olivia Tossic. Olivia, welcome to Unfound. Hello, Ed. Thank you very much for having me on your show today. Let's start here. Let's just talk about your family a little bit. We've known each other for a few years now, but uh, tell the listeners uh, how many children do you have beh- besides Sky? I have to admit, I don't even know that question. Uh, the answer to that question, but what would you say the Tossic family uh, dynamic was like? Um, kind of the, the the strong silent type, a little more outgoing. How would you say the Tossic family is? The Tossic family is a very loving family. We stick together. Uh, it's just, it was, I came from my mom and dad, obviously, and mm-hmm. my sister. There's just, I only have one sister, and I only have one son. Skyler Gregory Peterson Tosic. And uh-huh. if you Google him or look him up on the internet, it's we mostly have him labeled as, and that's not a good word, label, but uh-huh. Skyler Peterson Tosic. His two last names are Peterson. Oh, okay. My side. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I was wondering about that. Uh, I was thinking maybe it might be two middle names. Um, you know, some men do have the full name Peterson. But um, so that uh, was his uh, father's last name. Yes. Okay, and your last name is Tosic. T O C T O S. I see. What nationality is that, Olivia? That would be Yugoslavian, Serbian. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Maybe I should have been able to guess that. Okay. So you just have your one son, uh, Sky. And so, um, and I know that you were evo- very involved uh, in the music business. Of course, we follow each other on Facebook. And music, a big part of uh, your family in general, even before you got into the biz? Yes, always. And I've, I've played music since I was a little girl, you know, started out with piano up there in Chicago, but I, uh, of all things, on a skyscraper, Sky, my son's name, that's uh-huh. where I started taking music lessons as a child 
I think I was about four years old, overlooking Lake Michigan. It was a beautiful, uh-huh. on a white baby grand piano. So I, I don't think that's why I named my son Sky, but uh-huh. it's just kind of coincidentally beautiful that that's the case. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, and Skyler too is a one as a bass player in his band, so he's. Uh, performed with since he was about 11 years old mm-hmm. and so bass player and drummer uh i wouldn't call him a singer he doesn't like that um <laughs> a bass player a drummer uh he he plays guitar very well and a um what is that self-taught drummer i didn't say that part and mm-hmm. ukulele player ukulele wow that's interesting. It's a nice uh, combo, though. Drummers, bassist, and ukulele. You don't see that combination too much, I don't think. Uh, uh-huh. But the bassist is what keeps the band together, right, Olivia? The yeah. bassist. He loves bass. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, did he ever play the, uh, play the piano like uh, you have? Uh, yeah, I've taught him a little bit, and I don't know what he knows on his own, but... Uh, I guess he could play. He seems to be able to pick up any instrument and just play it. Mm-hmm. So you would say, once again, you said going back to like when he was 11, when he started getting into this, would you say that that he was a natural or would you say that he got good just by working hard at it? He was a natural. He knew what he wanted to do since he was little. He played guitar when he was seven or eight, I believe, years old. Mm-hmm. But he wanted a bass, and I didn't really believe him because I've worked in the music industry all my life, or much of my life. And I thought, oh, this little boy, you know what? He, he should play guitar, and, and once he learns guitar, he'll really know how to play bass instantly, right? And, yeah, he learned how to play guitar. He didn't really have a lot of people, though, at that age to jam with, you know, mm-hmm. to with so he put the guitar down for a while got into his little video games and was hooked on the acdc song through the video games now what happened is i went to a after school like parent teacher day and there was another mother there with me and we were talking about just our kids you know we were just chatting yeah and turns out her son uh, hung out with my son at school, 11 years old. I believe that was fifth grade. And so we, but coincidentally, both of our kids enjoy playing music. They just got guitars and all that, right? So mm-hmm. they both play guitar. And they overheard me talking about to this woman that uh, wouldn't it be great if our kids got together and started a band? And the kids overheard me saying that. Next thing you know, there's like five kids all, yeah, we want to start <laughs> a band. We Yes. After the after school thing, the parent teacher and I, we ended up at Guitar Center buying thousands of dollars of equipment for these kids. They all wanted to start a band, and six months later, they were playing gigs and opening for national stars already. Wow, that's spectacular! That is spectacular. What kind of music uh, was Sky into? Is he playing uh, older seventies and eighties, sixties, seventies, eighties, or more recent stuff? Back then, he was into everything. Uh, rock and roll, he liked some of the classic stuff, some of the 80s. He was really into, uh, like, scream metal also. Mm. And rock, um, alternative. He liked it all. Okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
And so he gets yeah. in in this band, and I maybe if you can remember what was uh, what was the name of this band? I always love that question. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, hard rock fan, and I was a musician at one time as well. So what was the name of their band? Do you remember? Yes, I remember that band was called Axis. What was it? A X X Y S Axis. Axis. I love it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so he's a musician, and I played uh, in a band when I was in, in high school with friends as well, so I can certainly uh, relate to that. It's a, it's a great time, although my, my parents hated it. Um, Back in our day, that's how it was. <laughs> yes, well, my, the funny thing, Olivia, is my mother taught me the piano. I was a piano player like you, you were or are, and my mother was a piano teacher and taught piano out of our house. And so I always said, well, being that I got into this band, you, you have no one to blame but yourself for teaching me music. So, um, so, all right. So, um, what about his personality? Of course, usually if you're a musician, you're in a band, uh, you can be get very popular very fast. Was it that way for Sky? I think he already had a lot of friends in school and he, he's kind of a really mellow guy. I'm more outgoing and hyper sometimes do you know what i mean like just a wilder personality mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to explain myself but yeah i'm, I'm an extrovert and he was more quiet observer type he had a lot of friends he liked to skateboard he was just a pretty mellow easygoing kid and person mm -hmm. he still is typical bass player typical bass player the silent yeah, yeah the, you know it's the lead guitarist and singer that usually get all the attention the bass player keeps it all together so okay all right, and how did he do in school? I mean, he's a musician and all this. Uh, did he keep up on his education uh, during in, going into high school and everything, or what? How was he in school? He was a straight-A student, and he was a calculus whiz as a kid. I think he made some extra money on the side, about 15 bucks an hour, when the world was never in that phase. And he was a kid. He would tutor algebra to uh, other kids. On the side, he was smart. He kept wow. up with his grades. He could do his band stuff. He was an amazing person, uh, a, a kid. He's still an amazing person. Yeah, of course. Because he's not a child of course. anymore. Did he get that from this uh, calculus and the brains from you or from his father? <laughs> Definitely not from his father. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Wrong question, Ed. Wrong Funny, question. Okay. All right, so he's so he's, he's yeah. So all right, so he's a musician. He's doing decent in school, doing some tutoring, every uh, all these things. But I, I just have to ask you during those high school years, and we have to remember he went missing when he was twenty. Anything in those high school years that might have concerned you? Anything that you saw, even though he was doing all these great things and having a great time? Anything that concerned you at all? During high school, when my son was about fifteen or sixteen, maybe even older, but I would say around 16-ish, um, he started smoking marijuana mm -hmm. and never, never doubled into harder drugs, to my knowledge, and he really had a bad opinion about drug addicts. But he smoked a little bit of marijuana, and so did his friends. But some of his friends were hired by a company, and they were young, okay? 16, yeah. 17, they were hired by some old lady and her son, and I mean older lady, her son, uh, they opened some company with 
I don't know if you want to label this thing a drug. This is not from my generation. It's this crazy 21st century weirdness. Uh, it's called bath salts. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> it's something evil. I know that. All I know is that this, these people got arrested by the police. My son was with me watching it on TV, right? These people that started this bath salt company got arrested. And... Um, so did some of my son's friends. They wow. happened to work for that company. They were kids, though, wow. teenagers. They thought, wow, we're making 10 bucks an hour at this company. We're going to take this job. Well, something happened where one of his kid friends, his teen friends, I mean, uh, put some of those bath salts in my son's marijuana. And oh, he no. freaked out, cried screamed, asked for help from me. He's like, Mom, Mom, I don't know what's wrong. I can't sleep, whatever. It was so scary that he, he quit smoking pot. He quit all those friends. He quit everything and became sort of kind of a loner. Like, he still had a couple friends, but he started refocusing on his own future, I believe. So when college started, he was on his own at college, and he explained to me that – you know, he's not lonely. He's just going to college like everybody else. Everybody turns 18 and they go on their own and do their own thing. And I thought he right. was maybe just, a, you know, more of a loner. No, he was just doing his thing, studying. Yep. And then, but I believe it's the third semester into college is when he met these two guys. So he, my son was not doing drugs. He really never drank. He would drink like one beer a month. I'm not lying. That's my mm -hmm. son. <laughs> okay. And... Yeah, let's just take a general ed in college. So the semester that he had disappeared, he was going to school. It was I, I want to say it was his third semester of college at Palomar College in San Marcos, California. And um, I was borrowing his car one day. It was a Friday in August. It was Friday, August 28th, I believe, 2015. And something was wrong with the car. So I texted him. I'm like, uh-oh, I hope I can get your car home. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, uh, before we get into that day, let me ask, let me just ask you about some other things. So he became, a, like you said, a little bit of a loner, a little more on his own. <clears throat> were some of those kids that got caught up in all this, were they in his band or did the band break up? Did he continue to do so his music? Was what was going on? The band was broke up way before that. Oh, okay. So that stuff happened at post band after the band broke up. Yeah. All right. Okay. A couple years later. That oh. was later, later. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. So they went their separate ways, but he has these other friends. You get involved in this business that was not legal. A lot of people got in trouble. Of course, like you said, uh, Sky uh, got these drugs slipped to him, and he had a very yep. bad reaction to them, like I think anybody would. And right. so, of course, and then uh, we move into 2015, which, of course, is uh, unfortunately the area that he disappeared. But once again, anything in that year, you know, like you said, he's going to school. Did he have a girlfriend? Anything in 2015 up until August that concerned you? No, I just thought he was just alone a lot, you know, and I meet myself being a very outgoing person. I'm used to having people around me and. You know, just watching him be alone so much was kind of sad. But he, no, during all that time, though, got caregivers for Ray. We had to. I mean, mm -hmm. wow. 
the hospital situation, the situation, whatever happened to Ray was really bad. So they gave him the wrong medicine from the beginning of the hospital. It turned into something else. Oh, it was horrifying. So we had feeding tubes and all kinds of things, fun things to deal with. So Skylar and I were both fingerprinted and worked for the county of San Diego. We became caregivers for Ray and we were bringing him back to uh, life because Ray was in a hospice. Had, had to come and find him illegally uh, taken by a hospice to die at some nursing home many, oh many miles away from the hospital he was actually in. Wow, and that happened in 2015? Nope, that happened in 20... can't remember what year, but okay. a couple years before that. Okay, so, so let's just say 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Something. Mm -hmm. All right. So, no, 2012... Uh, no, more like 2011 and 12. So Sky and I, no, yeah, Sky and I, oh God, that just seems so crazy. Can't, couldn't be, because I met Ray in 2011, 12, 13. You might be right. Could it be the, the same why. year that uh, he disappeared then? No, 2014. 2014, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're just putting this in the timeline, but so you're wow, taking... I, I can't, to me, it's just so crazy, because three years that Ray has passed away now so to right have to think like of all these timelines and the coronavirus situation really threw me off that to be yeah, honest with you, you that whole alone. year yeah you are to not me, alone was, yeah i know that <laughs> right right all right so uh maybe we should talk about ukulele ray a little bit how did ukulele ray and sky get along they got along fine they were both musicians they jammed together sometimes sometimes not uh, nothing. I mean, it was fine. Okay. You know, they got along. Sky was his caregiver. Sky would sometimes play cards with him because when when we brought him back out of a lot of trials and tribulations at those hospitals and nursing homes, let me tell you. Yeah. And that hospice situation, uh, Ray had lost a lot of weight. We had to rehab him. He couldn't sit up. He couldn't stand up. He couldn't walk. We got him back to normal. I did. Sky, though, had disappeared at the point of that we had Sky, I mean, Ray, in a wheelchair. And it was a lot of progress. We were doing great. And I okay. feel like when Sky disappeared, he almost looked at me one day like, you're doing great, Mom, and you can handle this. And I, you know, if I look back at that, it makes me wonder if my son knew or was tempted by these people that he might be taking off with these people. But I don't think he knew the gist of who, what these people were up to. Okay. We don't want to get into too much speculation here, but let's let's talk about that a little bit. You've already mentioned that uh, he's going to school, become became a little bit of a loner for reasons that you've already uh, explained there in 2015, just going to school, you know, taking care of his own business. Uh, but you had mentioned that he made uh, a, a couple friends here uh, there at the school. Uh, did you ever meet them? Did they ever come to your house? What can you say about them? No, he was only two weeks into that semester when he disappeared. So those, in my opinion, I have to put my opinion in here. They must have been new friends. If he already known them, I never heard of them before. Okay. I only heard of them through my son's text when he the, the, that weekend. Not the day he disappeared, but two days before his disappearance, he was taken off with those two friends to go to their house mm -hmm. 
Okay. Well, let's just get into that. Let's start here with um, August of 2015, which is, of course, the month that he disappeared. And you had said something earlier about uh, his car, you using it, but it, did it break down or something? What did happen? Nothing. I, I'm not sure what it was called, but it was like a hundred and something dollar fix, you know? So it mm -hmm. wasn't a big deal, but we didn't know that at the time. Something was happening with the air conditioning and the, and the engine. I don't know, but it was like stalling kind of. I couldn't believe I made... I made it home with the car. <laughs> okay. Okay, what kind of car was it? It's it's still here on my property. It's a uh, Ford Mustang. Oh, all right. Okay, so this Ford Mustang that he has, and something went wrong with it, a hundred-some dollars. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but um, at least it wasn't an expensive fix, but something that uh, was not allowing the car to run uh, right. Where was you, uh, your car? at the time, if I can ask, you're borrowing his car. Uh, probably in the shop, or I can't remember, because I had Ray, I was driving that car for that day, Ray, I think we had a van, possibly, Ray and I, mm -hmm. I must use the car, because it was simpler that day, who knows, you know, I, I, I really don't remember, all I know is that, because it was a complicated time. <laughs> yeah, Ray, sounds like it. Not be able to sit, stand, walk, whatever. Mm -hmm. We were just getting him into the wheelchair. It was a lot of work. His, I mean, Ray's legs were atrophied. They were yeah. bent close to his chest. He couldn't even move his legs. Wow. I had to work for like eight months to get his legs straightened out again, kind of. It's, it, but it's a miracle that we did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. That's... Uh, let's, let's, uh, move on to this. So his car breaks down and, uh, August 28th of 2015, uh, what do you remember about that day? This is the first you Uber ride, uh, that he took. Was that odd to you? Um, were you there when he left? Uh, where did he go? Did he come home that night, etc.? I thought his two friends were just two college kids that were going to pick him up in their car and all that. I didn't know about him taking his first Uber ride. Uh, till after I realized he was a missing person. Okay. Those details. Okay, so you didn't know about that until later. So, but he doesn't come home that night. Are you concerned? On once again, this is not the day he disappeared, but a couple days before that, he doesn't come home that night. Uh, are you concerned? Um, worried? Try to call him? Anything? Uh, but seriously concerned or anything like that? You know, was like. He's just going to stay around your instincts. When you feel something weird like that, like a weird vibe from yeah. a text or a phone call, let you go with that feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. It's so, a little weird, but it, my son was 20 years old. You know, he's going to be okay. He's with his new buddies. They're from college. You know, what could go wrong? So, you know, it was almost like I, I just kept taking care of Ray that evening and not thinking too much about it guy going with his friends okay and we should note that these friends are, are if anybody knows anything about sky's disappearance they know about these two friends thaddeus and eli correct those are the names well, he they, used. those names he yeah used. we only know the names we don't know anything about the age what the people look like um okay absolutely don't know where they live but supposedly if they live in a house <laughs> in that area where my son was dropped off there's there's housing out there but a lot of it is, to my understanding belongs to the San Pasquale Academy which is run by the Sa County of San Diego 
and there is housing all over this 238 to 250 acre area. And if they had one of those houses or were in one of those houses or owned one of those houses, mm. I still don't know the answer to that one. Okay. So you eventually did find out where he took an Uber ride on August 28th, the first Uber ride. That's where he took it to that area. Yep. He took it to a stop sign. He was dropped off at the stop sign uh, heading towards Ramona, California off the 78 highway. Uh, the stop sign right past the entrance to the San Pasquale Academy. Okay, and that's on August 28th. So what happens uh -huh. if you can remember on August 29th? So he's with his friends. He doesn't come home the night of the August 28th, but we go into August 29th. And uh -huh. does he come home? Uh, I guess he doesn't come home that day. Do you, do you even remember? This would have been the day uh, before his technically his disappearance of August 30th. Do you remember that day? Yeah, a little bit. I remember, of course, I remember. But yeah, uh, trying to reach him via text, you know, and she didn't answer me right away. So I thought that was weird. It took like three or four hours, I think, from when I texted him for him to answer me. That was odd to me. But uh, supposedly he was hiking with these guys. I didn't know that, but that's not a big deal either. I don't think, but it is now. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Things that uh, we know are a big deal now did not seem a big deal at the time. That happens all the time in disappearances for sure. Especially when people are, you know, hanging out with, you know, people, you know, that they don't know. You didn't, you know, you never met these people. Nobody ever saw these people. But, um, of course, of course that makes sense. So August 29th, he gets back to you later. Um, at that time, on August 29th, was there anything telling you? That something unusual, maybe something a lot out of the ordinary, the way you knew your son Sky that was going on on August 29th. Well, what what was going on? What I oh, it's kind of confusing. Okay, so we'll get to the academy part in a minute. But like yeah. August 29th, I had lunch with this woman who owed me a few hundred dollars for a business deal in the music industry, right? So I usually don't do business on the weekend, but I wanted my money. So yeah, I accepted an offer to go with her to lunch, right? This woman. So I went with her to lunch. I, I left Ray laying in bed or, you know, he could get in and out of his wheelchair a little bit, you know? And so he was just home while I went to lunch. And I came home. I left around noon or my lunch date was at noon so i don't remember the exact time i got home but when i got home from my lunch date with the woman uh my son was here okay mm -hmm. and what I'm do you like, have oh, to, and what did sky have to say oh i walked in the house i go oh good you're home good I go, I'm going to talk to you in a minute because I had to rush to the bathroom real quick, right? Mm -hmm. So I go, let me go check my computer. I'll come back up and talk to you in a minute. So I came in my room, and I didn't live off my telephone in those days because, man, now my phone is like everything. I'm always on it, mm -hmm. always searching, you know, doing all this investigating craziness, right? Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> wires and all that stuff. But back then, I checked my laptop. So I came in my room, went to the bathroom. Like the laptop uh, and stuff. And then I went back out to see my son. And my boyfriend and my mom were out there. And my son wasn't anywhere. I'm like, he wasn't here. Where did he go? 
we, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what? And I asked everyone, they're like, no, we didn't see him go out the door or anything. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Well, I guess he snuck out the back door. Not that anyone would have to sneak out of this house, but it's just strange. Strange part. And that was on August 30th. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, while he was, in being that you've brought up this academy already, let's just talk about it a little bit since you've brought it up. When he did come back after uh, being uh, with Thaddeus and Eli, did he bring up the San Pasquale Academy to you? Never. Tomorrow morning or, you know, that's what I said because I'm all about college and school, you know. Anyways, I ran to the bathroom, came to my room, checked my computer real quick went back out and he was gone. I mean, that was super strange. That must have been like a 10-minute window. All right, so, so to be clear, he never brought up the San Pasquale Academy. That is not something you found out till later? Not until we had to get into his computer. Okay. What happened is day around 8, not, not quite 8 o'clock p.m., that's when I got text from him, like 7.50 or 7.45, something like that. I got a text from him saying, there's two women here now, Mom, and they're taking me with passports. And I'm like, where? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm like, call me right now. Call me. Call me. I must have texted him 100, 200 texts. I don't even know right after that. Because I kept saying, call me. I called his number. No answer. Um. He would call, or he didn't call. Uh, I was a missing person right then. I just knew it. I've never had a missing person. I've known a missing person or anything like that in my life. I've never seen a missing person flyer. No, I've never had this experience before. But I knew that when he talked about passports and that text, that it sounded really weird. Oh, he said the two women were rich. They were connected, but connected to what? Okay, mm -hmm. still and they're taking me. All right. So this was once again on the... I just want to make sure that everybody understands this so we can keep this timeline orderly. This is once again on the evening of August 30th of 2015. Right. Uh, okay. Correct. All right. So he leaves once again. He kind of leaves without anybody realizing it. And we will once again in a bit, you eventually find out he used Uber again. So, but you try to... You don't hear from him until much later that day, talking about two women who are going to take care of him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you said right then, that's when you started having uh, this bad feeling that that uh, he was going to be a missing person when he wouldn't get back to you. Um, in that the same text, uh, did did Thaddeus and Eli ever come up? Did their names ever come up again? No. Okay. Um, in anything that was going on in those couple days, did there was there anything that caused you to think, well, except for this final text from these women, that maybe your son Sky was not thinking right? Maybe something was going on with him mentally. Anything give you a feeling like that at all at the time? Well, I wasn't sure. Like he had acne, okay, and I he wouldn't appreciate me talking about this at all. Okay, <laughs> he had a little bit of acne and. We tried a few different things for him to cure it. Nothing wouldn't work. So I went to the doctor, and they put him on Accutane. So I thought Accutane is a very dangerous drug. It for is. Acne. Right. That's right. 
yeah. I don't know if my son ever took any of the Accutane because after he became a missing person, we searched his room and he, man, he hid those Accutane pretty well. I found the Accutane still stapled in the back. <laughs> he never took it. Uh-uh. But I don't know if he ever took maybe one dose. I don't know. I, I don't, like, you know, beginning, beginning, when son's level-headed, he didn't lose it, I hope, you know, mentally. Right. And, uh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so he comes home. When you, when he came home and you just saw him for those few minutes, I mean, how did he look? Did he look like... He looked suntan, like sunburnt, like he's... Almost like he was at the beach, but he didn't look all beachy. He also, he looked a little bit dirty, you know? And, but, but, big deal, but I'll hand go to the bathroom. So, to the I'll talk to him in a minute. Like, who would ever think that no. someone's going to disappear in like 10 minutes? Uh, I agree. And, of course, there were two other people there. Uh, your boyfriend and I guess your your mother, and they didn't see him leave. So it very well could be that he slipped out like that on purpose. We don't know that, but maybe he didn't want anybody to see him uh, going, uh, you know, leaving. Uh, I do have in my notes here, did, did he tell somebody back like on the August 28th that he was going camping up in that area that we've talked about near the San Pasquale Academy? Did he say that, et cetera? Anything like that? No, not ever. And he he never used the word camping, ever. Like, so, I'm not a camper, and I think we camped a little bit when he was little, but, eh, uh-uh. That would have been a whole thing for him, and that nature, uh-uh. Okay. He's more of an indoor kind of guy. Played music. It sounds like it. Went to school. He liked the skateboard, though, when he was younger. So that was an outdoor mm-hmm. thing. Um, I, you know, but everybody gets into in their lives, right? I mean, right. if I just go hiking, that's a whole new way for me, too. You know what I mean? Right. That would be different. You decide to go boating, that would be different. Do you know what I'm saying? I, like, I do. I do, but I guess what you're saying is, you you know, you saw him like on the, let's just say the 27th, and then when you saw him again on the 30th, the day he left without kind of letting anybody know, it looked like during that period of time, like the 28th and 29th, that he had been outside most of the time. Well, the 28th, he was, uh, no, I saw him when I got home with his car that I almost broke. (laughs) Okay, the 28th. All right. I made it home with the car that day. Okay. And you and drive it. I just told him, you know, let's just fix your car on Monday because, you know, it's not going to get fixed right now. Actually, we took a ride to a, a car shop together. In that car, we risked it that day at like 4 o'clock to see if the guy could fix it. No, he said, okay. there's nine cars in front of mine and he's leaving them there during the weekend, come back Monday. And I brought the car back at 6 o'clock. My son took an Uber that night on Friday. I didn't know that. Okay. All right, uh, but when you saw him on the thirtieth, it looked like he had been outside, like you said, like he'd been at the beach or something like that. Yeah, somewhere you know, outdoors. Yes. Okay. Did he look uh, dehydrated? Uh, I think you kind of said that he was a skinny guy, uh, kid just to start, but he did look skinnier than usual or gaunt or no. anything like that. 
Oh, yeah. Somebody wrote about my son early in the investigation and, yeah, misrepresented or misconstrued the fact that my son was skinny. Yes, he's a thin, slender person, thin. And um, he never lost any weight or anything like that. He wasn't unusually skinny to me. I mean, because that's just that he is unusually thin Mm -hmm. to some people probably. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, nah, he didn't lose any more weight than he already you already have. Looked normal. Okay. Yeah. So that night, of course, like you said, you got this text and you, you know from him about these two women. He doesn't get back to you when you try to reach him. So we move into August 31st, and the next few days, what do you do? Oh, that day, August 30th, I called the police that night when I realized, when I got that text from my son, and I realized he was going to be missing. And I knew it wasn't right. I just knew it. So I called the police, and they came to my house, the one police, and he made a police report. He kind of laughed at me almost because he said that people 18 and over just leave. And I go, what do you mean they just leave? He goes, they just leave. I go, no, they don't. You know, I was 18. Well, I moved out of my house when I was 17, right? (laughs) But finished school. Uh, But no, he, he meant the police cannot really do anything for me except for make a police report that's it they can't go looking for my son because he's over 18 hip all that jazz um there wasn't much they could do for me so what did you do i mean if they said well we'll take the report and that's about all we can do and his response very common in missing persons cases and i hate it but what did you end up doing? Uh, did you end up like trying to call his friends or anybody else to see if anybody yeah. had seen him? What'd you do? I went to his old best friend, old best friend's house that used to play guitar in his band, Devin Sanchez. I went to his house and pounded on the windows and doors because Devin was sleeping. I'm like, Devin, get up, get up. Have you seen Skyner? And he's like, uh, you know how people look when they're when you wake him up. Yeah. He's like, no. And I'm like, come on, Devin, is he here? He's like, no. And I'm, uh, when's the last time you saw him? He's like, I don't know, a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever. It wasn't like during that weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Please, are you sure? And, you know, no, no. And I'm like, well, who's he hanging out with? I just asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Not that Devin did things. So I left there and there was nowhere else to really look as far as friends go because that's that was his closest friend and and probably the boy across the street from my house too jason i believe his name is as a kid that lives across the street you know and he and my son would just watch movies sometimes or play video games and that's it very mellow kids okay and and nobody had heard from him were you concerned when uh this guy the the devin when you went to his house and he said he hadn't seen uh, Sky in a week, did that concern you or he hadn't talked to him? Did, did that raise any red flag with you that a friend like that had not seen him in a week? Um, Sky started, look, remember, separating from all his friends yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Not that he didn't have anything against his friend Devin. He just wasn't into probably Devin's friends so much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody goes their own way. My son explained it to me himself. I'm like, everyone does their own thing. When they turn 18, they do their own thing, Mom. We're all doing our own thing. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But still, you know, you got to have friends, right? Right. So, yeah. Okay. 
All right, so that's one of the things you did and maybe over those next few days. Um, anything else uh, come into your mind as things that you could check on your own? Once again, being that the police said, yep. well, kids just disappear all the time, you know, and do this, which is crap. But w- yep. any other things that you can explain to the audience, other things um, that you did? Did you get some flyers made, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, so... Ray, ukulele Ray was super good. We do a lot of promotional things for ourselves, for bands, for his career and everything. So he was really good at making flyers. And remember, he was wheelchair bound much in, in, in bed. So he made a flyer for me. And I was so scared to even put it on the Internet because I've never done anything like that before. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so shocking. And the other thing I did right after the police left, I got onto I I walked into what I call the twilight zone. <laughs> My God, I never thought something like this could happen to somebody. Like in real life, you watch that TV, but you never happen to you. Right? You never so, think it. That's totally true. Yeah, I'm like, wow. As soon as the cop, the cop, the officer left my house, I'm like, wow. Could this really be happening? Is this real? Like, it was horrifying. So I walked back into my room. Ray was in here. He started designing a flyer. I got on the internet and on my phone, and I started looking up the names Thaddeus and Eli. That's all I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's. Um, all right. So let's move on to this. When do you then? How do you? How do you? When do you uh, find out about? Of course, this Uber ride that he took on the 28th and then the final Uber ride that he took on the 30th. Please explain how you came across those facts. Well, I walked into Skyler's room and I saw his iPad sitting on his bed. It was strange because, do you know, iPads, um, they don't come with a keyboard, but I bought my son a keyboard and a case for his iPad, you know. Okay. So, yeah. So he had the iPad like standing up kind of. And ready to go to me. When I walked in that room, the iPad, I was supposed to look at that iPad. And I knew it. Isn't that weird? I don't know how to explain it. Okay. So I grabbed the iPad, unplugged it from the wall, came into, uh, or took out the cord or whatever was connected to it, the cable. Took it into my room to Ray. I'm like, Ray, Ray, help me. Help me look through this thing. What We got to find clues. Where does Sky go? Where does he go? Who are these people? So we started looking through it. And we found like a map to the middle of nowhere out there, uh, close to Safari Park or Wild Animal Park, which is a tourist attraction uh, between my house and that academy. It's on the same road as the academy. You have to go past it from my house to get to the academy. So it's it's the the Safari Park. Like I said, it used to be called the Wild Animal Park. It's also uh, like the sister of the San Diego Zoo, which is world famous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, uh, directions to go to, we don't know where. It was like On all these directions, I should have just screenshot it or took a picture of it, but I wrote down everything. Right, so as I was writing all the information, I didn't know the battery was dying on that iPad. But anyways, as I was writing all the information down, that's what was happening. The iPad battery was going, but I didn't know. So I'm writing down like, you know, 500 feet this way, 300 feet that way, left, right, and everything to like a trail. And I actually did follow that trail the next day, 
in the afternoon, I believe, because I had a lot of phone calls to make that next morning, that morning, the Monday. Okay. okay? So, uh, wrote down the map stuff, and then uh, I'm like, okay, Ray, I got the directions to this map. Keep going. Let's find what, what's in his iPad. Help me, help me. So, we're paging through stuff, you know, like flipping through an iPad, kind of, you know, with your fingers, and, uh, and there was a list. And on the list, it said umbrella on the top. And there was a whole bunch of numbers, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And at the bottom, the only things I could see on this list before the battery went dead on the iPad was some kind of proper noun. It started with a B and an R. And that's all I could see. Umbrella and then B and R. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking all these names, you know, that start with a B and R. I, don't, I still don't know what the heck that meant. I just, I really don't. But the list... I barely could see the list, and the whole iPad just went to poot. So then, I don't. I didn't know my son's four digit or whatever. Oh no! IPad, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So that part was a big nightmare. Believe me. So that's I, how. You, so that's how you found out that he uh, used the Uber, and it showed where he went. No, no. That's how I found out that he. No, we haven't even got to his okay. regular computer. Uh-uh. We're just like, we're just we just found that he had a map out there out in the middle of nowhere, kind of you know, okay. by the pretty close, pretty close to uh, the safari park theme park. But you know, it's just like grass hills or whatever where he was supposed to go, or well, I don't know. I mean, it was a Google map. I don't know what the heck. I've never seen a map like this. It was glowing though. I'm not lying. It, like, okay. I, okay. I still can't what that's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you go in and you first see the iPad. You get this information before it dies, and of course, once it goes off, comes back on you, and you don't have a code to get back in. Nope. And I had to use my I can't remember how many, but like chances to get into that iPad. And I'm like, oops. Now we're locked out. Right. Well, that, well, then that, that, remember. Um, I don't know when it was, but either right before that or after that, whatever, there was like some kind of terrorist scare in San Bernardino, California, where it was such a big issue that the uh, iPhones couldn't be broken into by the Apple company or any FBI or police because uh, Apple had so much security on their products. And so the iPad is an Apple product. Nobody could get into that sucker. I remember that. That was a I remember me, that. So. And we should just, I, I, maybe uh, just for a moment, I should just tell the listeners, you know, you've been saying Monday, you know, Saturday, Sunday. We, we should establish that September 1st of 2015 was a Tuesday. So when you talk about Monday, that's August 31st, 2015. And Sunday, the August, 30, August 30th of 2015 would have been the day that sky went missing. So we just want to make sure, being that you've brought up, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, without saying the dates, I just wanted everybody to understand that August 30th, 2015 was a Sunday. And so when you say Monday, that's August 31st. All right, thank you. So you then go to his computer, I guess, at some point, and you discover the Uber uh, stuff. We got into his computer. I think my nephew or someone had to help me. I can't remember who, but like someone at my family had to help me get it into that computer because I don't know how to break into people's computers. Okay. So he got into my son's computer. We just, he switched the password. I'm not sure how he did it, but luckily he did. And then I found the two Uber rides in his emails or whatever. So uh, then I started figuring it out a little bit. Oh, this is where my son went to meet his friend's 
Thaddeus and Eli, whoever they are or were. I'm like, huh, that's weird. What's out in the middle of that place? You know, I didn't know it was the San Francisco Academy yet, though. I just knew it was like the middle of nowhere kind of area. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go there, you know. Uh, but when I saw the two Uber rides, I, I, you could, they had a phone number to the Uber drivers. So I called the first Uber driver, and that guy was really nice and accommodating. I dropped off my son, and he did it. He was very nice. Okay. All right. And the second driver wasn't so friendly. Uh-huh. And his name is Christopher, the second Uber driver. And he's kind of a douchebag. I'm sorry, but okay. It was he was he. I called there and he didn't know what I was talking about, so he hung up. And I called back and I go, "Listen, you drove somebody named Skyler." He goes, "Wait a minute, I remember driving a kid with a heavy heavy backpack." I'm like, a heavy backpack? He's like, yeah, the backpack looked heavier than him. And I'm like, what was in it? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, what the heck? And he said that he dropped up my son at a stop sign. I mean, it, he, he gave me the wrong stop sign at first, then he gave me the right stop sign. It was a strange like, phone call, okay? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and where, what, in what area did he say that he dropped? Now, what area did he say that he dropped uh Skyler off in what in what town what city where at he told me at first that he dropped him off at a stop sign by the wild animal park which there is one stop sign by that um you know safari park wild animal park theme park and there's also one other stop sign only and that's the one by the academy so i call i had to call him back remember mm-hmm. and i called again and he goes i didn't tell you i dropped him off at the stop sign by the wild animal park i dropped him off by the stop sign by the academy and i go what academy what is that place you know i didn't even know what the place was okay but so both uber drivers supposedly dropped my son off at the same stop sign okay now you had said also you told me that this driver that dropped your son off he wasn't even from that area right he just happened to be in that area or what I don't even know. I mean, he's a big mystery, really. I gave his phone number to the police, supposedly missing persons, uh, police woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's the only one in charge of missing persons in Escondido. Uh, She said she had called him, and she doesn't think he had anything to do with anything, you know? But Mm -hmm. whatever. To me... The police really don't investigate like they do on TV shows. No, no, they don't. No, of course not. No, they do not investigate like TV shows. That is certainly true. Um, Did he say something? Did he, uh, even though he wasn't that helpful, did he say that Sky was acting strange? Did he get any bad vibes from Sky? Was Sky saying any anything weird? Anything like that? Did this guy ever say? Nope. He said my son didn't talk much at all. Nope. Okay. Did he say, I have it in my notes. We just want to, so, and once again, like you've already stated, there are, there is some information out there about Sky's disappearance that is untrue. So we want to try to use this interview to straighten those things out. Uh, is it true that Sky got out of the car early, that he said he wanted to go to one location, but he stopped the driver soon? Is that true or not? No. Not true. Nope, that was somebody wrote that on the internet to do, and I don't know what that was. Okay, thank you for correcting that. So, um, he got out, so your understanding then is that Sky got out of the car at the exact spot where he wanted to get out, that he always planned to get out. 
as far as I know, yes. Okay. Okay, so you find out about this area um, when you did in the Uber. Seems like helpful information. Did you uh, arrange any searches? Did you tell the po- Of course, we've already talked about the police, but I have to ask. Did you tell the police about these this Uber situation? Were any searches arranged around that area near this, once again, the San Pasqual Academy that we're going to talk about a little later? But in that area, around this extension of the San Diego Zoo, any searches ever done? Well, let me tell you what all went down. So, I did, back then, Uber was pretty pretty brand new. Yes. It was coming along, but I didn't really know how Uber worked. I have cars, you know, like, uh, you know, I know they pick you up and drop you off. I didn't know it was through a credit card. Like, I was lucky to find those receipts on my son's uh, computer, you know, or I wouldn't even have a clue where which direction my son was in, right? So, anyways... Um, I still don't have a direction where it is, but, you know, I can figure where the culprits are coming from anyways. So uh, I called this guy. Remember I told you that ukulele Ray was in a wheelchair. So we had gone somewhere real local in my town, either shopping or out to have something to eat or drink. And we took an Uber home from an Uber driver that was in that oh we were at the little local pub right down the street from my house and somebody that that was at the pub was an uber driver this new guy doug at the pub drive us home so i kept the uh doug's number in my phone because that's just how i am i told you i'm uh, outgoing person yeah i'll keep your number i'll give you some business if if you want to drive us with the wheelchair sometime doug well i called doug the next morning I'm like, Doug, Doug, how does Uber work? How does Uber work? You got to help me. My son was dropped off by an Uber out in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know where the heck that place is. Or, you know, like this address. It was like 170-something-something, right? The 78th Highway. And he's like, well, let me look at my map. Oh, you know what? He goes, there's like a church out there. He said he used to volunteer at this church, and there might be a lot of young people there, and he'll take me out there. He goes, I'll come pick you up. I'll take you out there and we can look at it. Okay. And I'm like, all right, let's go out there. So the Uber driver guy that I didn't even know him, he only gave us a ride home once, came and picked me up. We went right to that place Monday. Um, I've never even seen the place in my life because I don't drive out that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. do I drive on that road? There's nothing out there. So he said it was a Seventh-day Adventist church, which I guess it used to be. Nobody knew that it turned into a foster home academy, but I didn't even know any of this stuff because I don't drive on that road. Anyways, we pulled into the driveway of this campus. It's a foster home academy called the San School Academy. We pull in, and it, it kind of looks like uh, – school's getting out or something there's young kids outside you know um a few like teachers i assume or principals or whatever standing around and we pulled up to one of those adults and and i rolled my window down and all i had was a photograph of my son you know i have lots of photographs of my son in my phone Mm -hmm. but i just thought i would show the lady a picture of my son have you seen this person have you seen this person um she goes yes i have Huh. So she was the director of the academy. Oh, yeah. I had some great answers in the beginning. Okay. I thought. So she goes, yeah, I have. She goes, "Um, the other day, Saturday, he was, uh, he looks like the same guy that was uh, thirsty. He was climbing these hills out here. 
and he was hiking and he was thirsty looking for water he was like really really thirsty and dehydrated so he came there looking for help for some water so she gave him water and that was it she's told then she continued to tell me that later that evening she checks the grounds of that foster home academy because i think up to 100 foster kids live there mm-hmm. okay okay so she was checking all the doors because she said they didn't have security, which sounded weird to me, but whatever. They don't have security there. She's the security. She checks all the doors to make sure everybody's in bed and all the doors are locked. She checked the rec room door, opened the door that same evening, and noticed a guy laying on the floor, sleeping. And, uh, and, on his stump. And right. that was Sky. Yeah. And what date she was this? And what date was this? Saturday. Saturday the 29th. Saturday night, yep. Okay. Okay, so it's wild, huh? She uh, she just she decided to let him sleep because she recognized him as the same guy she gave the water to. She just closed the door, she said, and just let him sleep. And I thanked her. I go, you know what? Most people wouldn't have done that. Thank you very much for taking care of my son. But literally, my son didn't belong on that campus with all those minors there because he's an adult and they're right. kids. But, you know, right. that's that's not where we were at yet. Okay, so um, uh, she didn't know what happened to him after that. And I thought that was weird. I'm like, okay, that's it. I mean, my son slept here. Where did he go the next day or what happened? Well, he eventually made it. I mean, obviously, he went home. You saw him on the 30th. So after she's giving him water and he's sleeping there, he did show up at your house. That's when you saw him, and then that's when he left. An awfully long walk from... Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you got to hear this story. This is okay. really good. Okay. So, I keep going back and forth to that academy now that I know about the place. I drive back. I can't stop driving my the car back and forth to there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like driving. I go there like every day. Like, has anybody seen my son yet? Has he showed up here? Blah, 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 blah. Well, that one lady that I spoke to was never available again for days and days at all. I never really saw her again. Uh, until after I get a investigator. Like, um, I go in there one day, and I go into their little office. I never saw the rec room to this day, where supposedly my son was sleeping. So I don't know the scenario there. But anyways, and, or on the left, I see this blonde woman, a very mature woman, and some guy. And I just start walking into that office. I'm like, hello? I'm looking for my son. By then, I have a flyer printed in my hand, okay? I'm like, do you know about this? My son is a missing person. He slept here at your academy seen by the lady who runs the director of the academy blah 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 and they're like and the lady goes uh she goes i saw him she goes i saw him in the recreation room same day she has the same so strange okay so she tells me that my son came looking for water no she doesn't tell me that part she tells me she's seen my son in the room sleeping on a couch she goes excuse me you're not supposed to be here this is like private property it's an academy for foster kids uh she saw that he had a backpack she explained to him that he didn't belong there because it was a foster academy and it was run by the county and he could be in trouble for trespassing so 
she also offered him help because if, where he, where the academy is located is the middle of these giant mountainous hills, gigantic and I mean big and um, it's just orange groves and there's nothing out there, fields and whatever, some housing, but it all belongs to them. I believe the academy property, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing out there. So this woman, um, she asks if my son needs a ride home. And she, as she's the one that brought him home on Sunday, because I tested that lady all the way through. I'm like, okay, how did my son, where did, where do I live? Where did you drop him off? She told me, and I go, I live, I go, good enough. I believe your story. Wow. So, so this woman is, this is, this is the woman that drove him home. Yeah. Wow. Okay. She drove him home. She took his backpack first. She told me there was an umbrella. That's a whole other story now. An umbrella. Remember that list? Umbrella was on the top of the yes. list. Yes. It's, I'll tell you, God, there's so much to this. Um, it's funny, but uh, it's not funny. But before my son left on this excursion of his, he asked my mom umbrella. He asked, he asked my boyfriend for a flashlight. So he knew he was going to go somewhere with two guys. He asked... Uh, for some toilet paper, he probably took his own toilet paper. Uh, and you, I, well, when it all came down to it, I knew that my son knew he was going to go somewhere with these guys. Maybe he was taking up hiking as a like hobby, and we didn't know about it. I don't know. So you what you're I mean? saying is he got an umbrella, he got this lighter, he got this flashlight as if he was going somewhere. He didn't get the ray. You told me everybody. I mean, we had to check it out our stories at this house. What the heck? He asked you for so. Uh, so this lady took his backpack. The one who drove home Sunday. She um and and got him to you know wake up or whatever. Like get up. This is you know county run. She didn't call the police on him. She was really nice. She drove him home. Um, did she, did she, home. well, was she concerned about him? Did she think that he was acting weird, behaving weird, saying any weird things, anything nothing. that caught her attention? Nothing bad. She didn't talk much. No. Uh-uh. Did he nothing. explain what he was doing up in there and why he was de- dehydrated and everything else? Mm, not that I know of. No, he said he was hiking. Okay. All right, so he says he was hiking, but he was dehydrated, spent the night there, but uh, we have to remember he came home the next day and never said anything to you or it seems anybody else uh, about this. Uh, Once you learned all this, once again, have any searches ever been done around the San Pasqua Academy uh, where he was? Yes, and I'm going to go backtrack for a minute. Yeah, he he got home before me on Sunday. Remember, he was brought up by that lady. He was here. He spoke with my mom and my boyfriend for minutes. Yeah, I guess at the time when the lady dropped him off and they offered him some food, and he that he was like nibbling on lettuce, like turning, like kind of like going organic. Suddenly, his food choices strange for his real thin guy, but whatever. That's just that's okay. And he told my mom that he climbed these two gigantic like mountains, hills. They're huge, two of them, and he felt like he could reach God. That's what he told him. Okay. 
And he, he goes, I know how the Dalai Lama feels now or something like that. Something strange like that. And then, then, mm-hmm. Okay. So once again, asking you about the searches. Any searches ever done in that area that he was? He said he was hiking in? Yes. Mm-hmm. If you if you ever heard of the case of Amber Dubois, she was a missing person. I can't remember what year, but oh lord, um, twelve years ago maybe. I will have to uh, look it up, but okay. And she was found deceased, sadly. Okay, so um. Her case, um, her mother, Carrie McGonigal, is her name. She helped me out. We we put a search team together with Team Amber. She named everything after her daughter. Team Amber and um, these people all dressed in like orange suits or orange t-shirts or whatever it was. They were just official. We got permission to search that academy grounds but when we got there we weren't welcome there so we didn't get to search as much as we wanted to mm-hmm. man with a beard and a truck a real mean man <laughs> kicked us off the property pretty much after we had private investigators and everybody with us and we had permission granted to us by someone else that ran of someone from the academy i'm not sure who gave them permission because i didn't call my head was so spun from all this stuff happening you get I don't know if you can imagine what it's like, but it is almost impossible after a few days go by that your son's not coming back yet. Um, you never hear from him yet. Like you, then you start getting really busy with all these crazy thoughts in your head. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what could have happened? What could have happened? You know? So my investigator that I got, she did all the orchestrating, like arranging appointments for us to go search or whatever we were doing, you know? Or if we had to go to his college, we she organized some of that, you know. Okay. All right. So, but uh, so you did these searches. Obviously, uh, Sky was not found. However, it sounds like there was some areas that you weren't allowed to search regarding that academy. But you eventually, uh, do you get any information on his phone? Pings, text information, phone information. Of course, we remember that on that evening of August thirtieth. He texted you about meeting two older rich women. Uh, what do the pings uh, say about his phone? Uh, were they in that area? Did his phone any go anywhere else? What can you oh. tell the listeners about that? The police would not ping my son's phone. They wouldn't help me. They would do anything. In fact, that lieutenant, I don't remember his name, but he was a lieutenant. He was pretty much a jerk to me when I realized my son's phone was still going. I'm like, oh, my God, my phone, my son's phone is somewhere. I mean, you, we can call him. So can you ping his phone? He goes, no, I'm not going to ping your son's phone. I mean, I, I've, I've been treated very rudely by law enforcement. My son was a, tr- uh, what do you call it, taxpayer. Mm-hmm. He worked for the county, even, of all things. And I feel like I've been really dealt a, a bad hand or screwed over by this you know, law enforcement, which I do work with some law enforcement people now, but not from here yet, you know? So these people have really not helped me at all. Okay. They they wouldn't let me have a search and rescue in those hills. They wouldn't allow anything. And I've seen, you know, on TV, whatever, even illegal aliens, because if you, if people want to know, I live pretty close to Mexico in a way. 
Mexico's only like 40, 43 minutes from my house, Tijuana, Mexico. So I've seen illegal aliens and all kinds of weird people rescued and nice people, I'm sure, you know, rescued from hills and things in San Diego County. But when it comes to my son, for some reason, they didn't want to help me. Okay. All right. So we don't have, we, what you're saying is we don't have a lot of phone information. We just don't. Um, they wouldn't pick his phone. I had to go do, I had to go beg people after a while with, a, with an advocate friend of mine. We had to go beg uh, a Sprint office, a mom and pop owned Sprint office instead of the, you know, regular ones to please let their technicians help us find where my son's last ping was. And they did. It took like two and a half hours. They did it for us. And where it was, was September 7th. It was like a week after he disappeared. Uh, up high on a hill where the pink point was. Uh, up of, you, you won't believe this. Sky High Road. Wow. Like my son's name. Uh, Sky High Road and Bandy Canyon Road, which when you go way down the hill, that's where the academy is off of. Uh -huh. Okay, so that was the last ping, but you're saying it pinged like his phone pinged like a week later? Yep, in that area. All right, so what you're saying is are we then led to believe that his phone was was on a week later? Yeah, it doesn't mean, I, I don't know if he used it. I don't know anything else. Yeah. Okay. All right, just just checking on that. Um, as far as the actual records, though, texts and phone calls, was that text he sent to you regarding those two rich women, uh, was that the last uh, text that he sent to anybody? Do you even know? I believe so. He sent another text four hours or less. Look, when he, I, I, I think it was about the time he probably got off of the Uber. It was about 10 to 4. He sent a text, but we didn't know about this at first, okay? Yeah. To a kid, Caleb is a kid, like, kind of like his, you know, his friend Devin, who was his best friend and guitarist. His friend, Caleb, uh, who lives here local in Escondido, he sent him a text and said that he was going to go. He texted him and told him, Yannick with his key. That's all. There was no names mentioned, nothing. Hmm. All right, so he texts his friend, but it's not as... He doesn't say anything about rich women. Nothing. Okay. He says something about the spirit, though. He's he's doing it for the spirit. What spirit? I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. All but right. That's the only weird thing about the whole thing. But we didn't know about that text till uh, later. A couple weeks later. Um, and drove to my like, look, look. Sky texted Caleb. Well, you know, he goes, mm. Caleb didn't know who this text came from. It just came from a number. He didn't have his phone number in his phone, so he didn't know where that text came from. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is so weird. And then four hours later, he texted me that text about the women. So I don't know what was I, – I really don't know who these people are. Thaddeus, Eli, two women connected with passports, etc. What, they're going traveling? My son, you know, he left his wallet here, his ID. Well, let's, you can't travel with passports without your ID. Not right. 
Well, let's, uh, let, being that you brought that up, let's get into that. Uh, what things, we, we know that he took this backpack, and you've talked about these items that he took, but what did he leave behind? His whole bedroom's here. I mean, everything. So his wallet, his ID, money, etc. Yeah, his bank card, everything. Yep, none of it's mm. used, touched. Um, his, uh, he took his toothbrush. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I read somewhere, once again, this Uber driver said he had this big backpack, and I, I just don't know if we've talked about enough things that could be packed into this put into this backpack that would make it large, but I read that he might have taken, like, a blanket, like uh, the band Kiss. Did he take a blanket no, from the band Kiss? We thought that. No, we found the blanket. It was uh, folded to the max in his closet. No, we thought so. Okay. So do you know, can you look at his possessions and know what he took? Uh, no, his phone charger. His phone. Okay. Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, I think I think he probably, if he was smart, he probably loaded up on some water bottles and took it with him. <laughs> well, that that of course would be the smart thing to do because once again, this Uber ride driver saying that well, he had this big backpack, and in our conversation, it just doesn't seem like he took a lot. So how could the backpack be big? But you may be right; he might he could have bought a lot of things that you don't know about that nobody knows about. Um. Right. No, we don't know. We. Right, it's like okay. a mystery. I don't oh. even know what he was wearing. You know, I saw what he wore, but what I what I believe is that he was going to take a shower anyway. So if he took a shower in five minutes or he left in those dirty clothes, I don't know. Okay. Now let's move on to this. And I, I just once again need to bring this up um, because it's out in the public record. And I think the listeners know that there has been a episode of the TV show Disappeared that has covered the disappearance of your son, but it kind of tried to connect his disappearance to the disappearance of Elijah Davis, who disappeared uh, coincidentally on the same exact day from El Cajon, California. Of course, Elijah, also known as Bear, B-E-A-R. Of course, maybe he could be called Eli. They tried to draw that connection. What do you think about this connection? Well, his name is Elijah Bear Mm -hmm. Diaz. Right. Diaz, right. Um, we tried to connect it in every way. So did, I, I guess, the uh, um, police down in El Cajon. Nobody thinks there's a connection there. I mean, I just think it's so weird, the name thing, Eli. Right. But, uh, uh, he doesn't, according to his mom, he's, nobody calls him Eli. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, and my son and he never had any friends in common on social media. We didn't find anything on Facebook or any of that stuff nothing okay all right so it's just once again though el cajon is how far from escondido uh, i would say 30 minutes at the most so probably not far 30. okay and once again though he had been talking uh, uh sky had been talking about these guys thaddeus and eline it should be clear that these years later uh we're still not sure who those uh, two guys are but is it a coincidence that an elijah diaz disappeared uh, and then he's talking about an Eli, maybe, but once again, there's never been any connections made between your son and her son. Correct. All right. And the listeners should know that although we have not covered uh, Elijah Diaz's disappearance for Unfound, I have talked to his mother in, his pa- in the past, and she, is pro- she has just about expressed the same idea that 
She does not believe that her son's disappearance in skies are related. In fact, I, I don't think I'm uh, going out on a limb too far and thinking that I think uh, Elijah's disappearance was caused by some people very close to him. I'll just say it like that. All right, but I needed to ask you about that because that is uh, out there in, in the public. And, of course, the Disappeared episode uh, talked about that. I wanted to give you a chance to comment on that. Let's move on to this. And once again, maybe this goes to... Uh, some things that have been written about Sky's disappearance that aren't, aren't true, but I'm going to give you a chance to correct the record. Um, it, it has been said in the public record that Sky was making some questionable religious comments before he went missing. Is this true? Uh, not to me. He would watch his History Channel a lot with my mom. You know, they love that, that ancient aliens and all that crap, which I, I would just like walk by them and look at what they were watching. And I would kind of laugh at them because I, I just go, do you guys really believe it's a little bit brainwashing or misleading? But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it isn't crap. And maybe mm -hmm. it is something that spiritually could drive people to meet like minded people. Maybe he did take a spiritual path. I don't know. All right, so they were watching some of these History Channel shows that maybe aren't so much about history. Um, from what I could gather, yeah, that's what uh, I did. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes the History Channel sometimes does get away from actual history and goes off into some other parts. I agree with you on that. And I'm not saying we have anything against religious people, but I, I'm there's a difference maybe against your common religious person who prays and everything, and that's totally fine, in contrast to like the Heaven's Gate cult. For example, no. there's certainly two differences between those types of people. And so when I say, you know, questionable religious comments, uh, I guess I mean along the lines of, you know, was he talking about the end of the world coming soon? Things like that. I guess that's what I mean. Oh, no, 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 nothing like that at all. Okay. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. Okay, nope. because I think uh, also that the listeners... Um, you know, being that once again, this is in the public and that's why I'm giving you, Olivia, a chance to comment on some of the things because we've uh, uh, obviously run across some situations where some things that are out there aren't true. But on the other hand, Thaddeus and Eli certainly are religious names. So, you know, so that's why I, I think I need uh, to ask you about this. But uh, the thing is, though, you, have, you and I have talked about the possibility did, you know, he go off and join a cult or something like that. I mean, any proof of that, any looking at his computer, any websites that he ever visited for any types of, um, organizations like that. And please do not mention any because I don't want us to end up in court, but anything that caught your eye that he ever mentioned on his computer, anything. Well, I investigated one of those. And um, cannot find my son there here, but they're like worldwide, and I mean nationwide. They mm -hmm. own restaurants all around the world and everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't even. It's huge, and, and, and I'm, they're very friendly people. Like, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. They live like commune type of living, and I thought that they might be there, and so did um, a, 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 several people around here you know, have mentioned it to me and suggested I look into these people, and I did, and cannot find my son there. Have you ever been, but factually, have you ever been able to draw any connections between Sky, once again, uh, phone records, him going to their website, anything like that, and his disappearance? 
nothing. Not even through his emails. There's nothing. I just can't okay. even tell you how ridiculously what a mystery this is. And I, I can tell. I, I get it. I, I get it. He's he's doing the. I I think the listeners at this point, you know, understand. He's doing these Uber rides. He never used Uber before. He's going to these places. He's not telling you about them. And we're going to talk about the San Pasqual Canopy here. Just. Uh, a little bit here more in a second, but he's going there. He's coming home. He's not telling you that he spent the night there. He's dehydrated. Yes. Uh, you know, the, these are all facts. And I th- certainly think that the listeners understand that this is, uh, you know, a big mystery about a, a young man who was doing, you know, very well in his life. And then all of a sudden he's going off and hiking out in these hills and mountains. And it sounds like taking great risks with his health. You know, being that he's dehydrated, et cetera, you know, and luckily, you know, somebody got him some water. But that's why I have to ask, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, some called activity. It's out there that, you know, the in the public record that people have written about did he go, you know, join one. But I'm just trying to establish that that is possible. But you've, you in the last five plus years have not discovered any information that could lead you to that. No, but I've definitely become quite an uh, investigator. I, I know. I know you have. I, I, I know. I, I don't. I, I totally um, agree. I, I know. I'm just yeah. making sure that um, if we're going to talk about it and, and think about it, I just want to make sure that we have anything factually to talk about. In contrast yeah. to, yeah, well, he went, he visited this website. They sent him some information, et cetera. Well, th- when he texted that other boy, Caleb... The only two texts he ever made when he left here were that Caleb boy yeah. and myself. So why would he text him? It's a really weird scenario there. It makes mm-hmm. no sense, really. Okay? Okay. It's, it's really strange, and he texted him about the spirit. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of thing makes me leads me to believe that there might be cult activity here. Well, and that in... in and the thing is, we have to remember these are texts. Anybody could have had his phone and written those things. Anybody. Absolutely. And why would they text that kid? They could have said, hey, give me your phone. We're going to start with your friends list, blah, 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 blah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do. Yeah, I picture kind of scenario. And right. And- right. And I, I'm going to guess also that when you read the text about, you know, him being with two older women with a passport and anything, I mean, it's very possible that he didn't write that text either. Um, absolutely. Okay. I showed the police those texts, and they're like, well, the way we work is if, if any texts that come off that phone, if that's your son's phone, is that your son's number? I go, yes, it is. He's like, well, then it, it's your son's text. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe how the police think. It's mm-hmm. like unbelievable, okay? Mm-hmm. Um but it's true. That's what they said. Um, okay. I don't know. It, they could have texted. Anybody could have used this phone. Sure. Been, I don't know who. I mean, God, it's still such a mystery to me. Daddy is an Eli and two women. Why would four people want my son? What do they need with him? Is this a trafficking ring? Is it some kind of weird one? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Is it a cult? Is it a trafficking ring? Is it just some weird people that want to live off the grid and take my son with? Um is it <sighs> okay we got we got you olivia we don't want to once again we don't want to do too 
too much speculation, but I think we can say for factually that over five, five years later, we don't know who Thaddeus and Eli are and if they even exist, and we don't know if that might not, if they may exist, that might not be their real names, and these two older women, rich older women, if they exist, we don't know who they are either. Exactly. Okay. That's, what, that's all I'm trying to establish here. Okay. Thank you. Now, let's. Uh, you've talked about the San Pasqual Academy, and, and I think the listeners are going to, you know, probably feel that you're fairly suspicious of them. Uh, you went there, but on the other hand, not to play devil's advocate, but it seems like they did help him. They got him some water. They let him sleep there, even though he's not supposed to be there. But all these years later, you still are a little bit suspicious about... Uh, what could have gone on there? What went on there? Did, you know, Sky go back there again after the second Uber ride? Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Well, let me tell you what happened. So, okay, after a couple of weeks, like I said, my head starts spinning. My son's not coming home. What's going on here? No phone calls, no texts. What has happened, okay? But we do determine that he was seen at the academy. He even slept there. They Two different women gave him water there that worked, you know, at the academy, two employees. But, I get a, a private investigator, and she sets up a meeting with the first woman we talked to, who is the director of the academy. So we finally get a hold of her. We finally have a meeting arranged. We get there, and my head's just spun. So I have the private eye driving, right? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm scared, you know? I don't know, like, what's going on, why I'm so dizzy. This is so hard to grasp or get a grip of, you know? Where is my son? Anyways, we get there. And the lady, the first woman I spoke to, like I said, I'm not going to use her name right now. Mm, please don't. To. No, please don't. I won't. Anyways, she walks us into this room and then slams the door behind us. We walk in a room with a big, giant table. Okay? Huge. And she slams the door and she goes, the story has changed. In my head, immediately, I go almost into like... I'm in, like, shock. Like, <gasps> And when was this? Uh, when was this? How many days, how many weeks, how many months after uh, Sky disappeared? Later. A few Just weeks. a few weeks later, two or three weeks later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please continue. Okay. So, um, so I told my private investigator, I go, you better take note of this because I can't handle it already. I just, I'm like a zombie. So she did most of the talking and... I asked a couple questions, but I could barely even handle sitting there. I was like a zombie, okay? So, um, she said she's not the one that gave my son the water. Her husband gave my son the water. My son wasn't sleeping on the floor. He was sitting in a chair now in the rec room. So, a story that seems so simple has now changed. Uh, yep. And I, so we asked her what time her husband gave the water. She said that on Sunday mornings, this is so interesting, Sunday mornings between 7 and 7.30, her husband has like these buckets of juices and drinks and waters, whatever, for the kids that are at the academy. That's just whatever they do on Sundays. They have, they start their a.m. mornings, you know, that way, right? So <clears throat> he handed my son some water. But, you know, and my son was sitting in a chair in the rec room. He just appeared there. He wasn't sleeping on a floor. Like, it's so weird, okay? Mm -hmm. And the woman who drove him home is who I really believe, kind of. But I don't know. I could be wrong all the way around. I don't know who to believe, okay? Because I don't know. 
all I know is that woman had somebody drove my son home. So like that innocently has to almost be the right story. But anyways, the husband, I go, oh, I didn't even know you had a husband. I thought this was a school. What does your husband have to do with the school? You know, this is an academy. What is this? It looks like a miniature college campus, okay? Yeah. They have a football team and everything in there, okay? This looks like a normal place, but obviously run kind of funky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I'm in shock just listening to right. the story here. And the guy gave my son water, and then my son didn't leave there. Said how he left there. You drove mom. Can't even tell you how she said he got out of there. All I know is that. My son didn't get home here. Remember, I went to lunch on Sunday right. with a, at noon. So my son didn't get dropped up. It's 7 gets water from the lady's husband. So where is my, why is my son hanging out at that place till freaking noon? I don't know. Well, I think the listeners are going to be like, so the woman said that she gave him a, a water and then he slept on the floor. You go back a couple weeks later and it's no, her husband gave him some juice, and he slept in a chair. Yeah, well, juice or water. Whatever. Juice or water, and slept in a chair. Too big, I mean, it doesn't seem yeah, like somebody would mess up those facts. It wasn't even about sleeping there. Now it was sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And this San Pasquale Academy, who is it run by? Is it run by the state, the county, the city? Who is it run by? It's the county of San Diego. County of San Diego. And, okay. And what, do you know what the reputation is of this uh, academy? I, I have to admit, until this disappearance, I'd never heard of it, but I've never lived in California. But, what? Uh, I never heard of it either until this disappearance myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, the reputation doesn't seem bad because I believe that even though foster kids are known to have had a troubled lives, obviously, God bless them all, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and there is a place for some of them that's different than just going into sometimes crooked foster parents or whatever or houses. I don't know. I, I've never been a foster child, but I do care for people and kids. Yeah. Um, that the academy's reputation doesn't seem too bad, but I knew that I've heard through the grapevine, through my little investigations, that there's been some funny and shifty things that go on there, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and one of them, for sure, I'm living right through it, is my son's disappearance and how he ended up there and how they supposedly took care of him and were kind to him, but mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know if they have anything more to do with what happened to my son, his disappearance. Is it their people, you know, quote, people, whatever, that have done something with them? Is there a hidden agenda here? What are we not seeing? What are we not knowing? Um, But uh, let me just ask you point blank. did they admit anybody there admits seeing him though on the 30th? So this after the second Uber ride, whether it was late on August 30th, August 31st, September 1st, onward, has anybody there ever admitted seeing him on the 30th and onward? No, because we never we those questions never we never got to go back to ask questions again like that. Well, you said you got to go back a couple I, weeks I, later, I, but you didn't ask those questions then. What happened to my investigator is uh, she got cancer. 
Oh my. And we, I had, yeah, a lot of things have gotten in my way of this investigation, put it that way. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is you said it's that you lot. went back, He's you okay. went, uh, I guess what I'm saying, Olivia, is that you went back a couple weeks later, you said after the disappearance, and that's when the story changed. I'm just wondering when you were there that time, did they ever bring up seeing him on August 30th, 31st, September 1st, et cetera? Did you ask him? Did they say anything? After the second Uber ride, I was just so much of a basket case, but for for years, it wasn't until this year with the coronavirus that I've snapped out of it a little bit. Okay. So no proof so no proof that Sky might have gone back to that academy on the thirtieth, August thirtieth, August thirty first, September first, twenty fifteen. No proof of that at this time. No proof. It, it's either the Uber driver or those people. Okay. Whoever those people are. And that's the truth. That's I mean, as far as I know, that we can't prove anything unless we go back into the investigation with an investigator, go back to the same people that we spoke to before and ask those questions, which I was going to be doing. But when the coronavirus did come along, um, we, everybody clammed up in the world. Yeah. Okay. All right, so those are the main facts of, of Sky's disappearance. Um, gets dropped off on the 30th. He may have been telling the truth about the text. Uh, you know, he texts this, uh, this friend of his, but the, the number was not recognized. Um, nobody at this academy says they saw him on the 30th, although he was, uh, was obviously, obviously there on the 29th into the 30th. Um, the 30th. Yeah, the right. morning, the end of the 30th, sure. And don't forget. Yeah. She didn't get driven home till way later. Why would you do that? Let a stranger sit at your place for Well, we don't want to we don't want to speculate. Those are just the facts. They didn't he didn't get home till later. But this is certainly but I know though that this has brought you uh to start your own investigations, your own foundation. Um, you know, has really gotten you into this. Why don't you talk about the work that you've done, of course, besides working on your son's case? Um, working with other people. Why don't you talk a little bit about that now? Well, oh, so I started, okay, when Ray died, my fiance, right before he died, you know, uh, we were talking about starting the Sky Alert Foundation, but we didn't know what, what that was going to even mean. Like, we were just going to help people, you know, missing people. And that's as far as that got for the moment. And then my fiance died suddenly of a heart bathroom that was a big life change for me right this is my whole family my son and then my fiance dies so <laughs> trying to deal with that was pretty difficult so i was sitting here one day by myself just praying to god like oh my god what am i going to do what are we missing here why are we not finding these missing people in the world by then i'm already familiar with this new world in the internet of missing there's everywhere there's so many missing people in the world i was even now i know i mean most of my life is all about that (laughs) mine too yes mine too right Right, that's right. And so um, I, I, I was sitting here, right where I'm sitting right now, and just thinking, like, okay, God, there's got to be something we're missing. Why are we not finding these missing people right away? What is wrong here? What is wrong here? And in 10 minutes, it came to me that I need to put these drones in the air 
and I figured out how to do it with an app all by myself. And and I want to launch this company. I'm going to start fundraising because I work in music and I work with bands and a lot of celebrities. Anyways, that maybe I can pop this uh, giant um, idea of mine, you know. And so I came up with a great idea. I put it together. I wrote it down really fast in ten minutes. I picked up the phone and called my congressman. <laughs> wow. And. They thought my idea was fabulous, and I told them that I was thinking about starting with having a fundraiser with a couple of celebs, local celebs, to uh, get the ball rolling and start a nonprofit. And they told me to make sure I send them the information that they would send a representative out to my fundraiser. And that's how I began. Isn't that kind of cool? It is That cool. was like a miracle that came from, I don't know. God, the spirits. I don't know the spirits. Well, my boyfriend who died, I just felt like he was really watching me from like above. Honestly, that's what I thought. I'm like, holy moly, this is amazing, right? So that kept me going, started pulling me out of my mental rut of like I was spun every day. I'm not lying. Like my brain, I couldn't even drive down the street sometimes, but I would drive and just start imagining what might have happened to my son and people, my friends would have to pick me up from like a 7-Eleven because I couldn't even drive further. Okay. This is like a daily thing. It was just really hard for a while. And I started snapping out of it, getting a lot of clarity, putting this thing together, um, through a fundraiser, made enough money at that first fundraiser to get the company going. And I did. And that's, I'm still working on the app thanks to the coronavirus that slowed me down for a whole year. But yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to do much in the last year except right. for look for missing people. But I'm developing a lot. I have a little bit of a staff, if you can call it that, of people from different parts of the United States and Canada. I have a, I call it my secret weapon <laughs> friend. Yes. And, um, we're working together to do a lot right now. In fact, I have a big meeting today, later this evening, with somebody huge, and that's gonna. Once that deal is sealed, I can talk about it. It's good for the for the foundation. It's called the Sky Alert Foundation. And do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page? Why don't you give those out right now? Uh, I'm almost. I'm all yeah. My deal goes through this evening, hopefully. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers and everything. Uh, then I can start my uh, website. Okay. Okay. Just on right. Facebook, the Sky Alert Foundation. Okay. I came up with a drone idea. His name's Sky Up in the Sky, right? Right, right. Uh, I just think it was just like magic. In 10 minutes, the whole thing came to me. We're missing the whole point of how come we can't find these missing people immediately. So with my app, I do want people to, well, it's going to take another year to get that out there, I think, but I want people to be able to go to the app anonymously if they wish. And when they see or know things about disappearances or someone being attacked somewhere, or they hear someone screaming or whatever, just put down, you know, the area where they saw the crime happening, the zip code, um, et cetera. And by then, I will have licensed drone users around the country and hopefully further than just the United States. But we're going to start right there. Um, 
be uh, the licensed ground users will be in place to help us find uh, you know wow. uh, uh, God I can't even think right now sorry you gotta delete this part right <laughs> <That's>, here <laughs> footage footage it sounds but, like uh, uh, Olivia sounds I'm like a very I'm like it sounds like uh, a very ambitious plan, but it does go along with 21st century technology. It does. And, and when I thought of it, it was way before the drone world. Well, the drone world was coming, but it was pretty, pretty dang new. So I knew I was I was right at the beginning of it. But, but because I'm alone doing a lot of this, uh, and I found the right engineer, not... We'll have engineers on board that are going to help me with the app. Now that our world is hopefully going to come back to a little bit of a more normal, for lack of better terms, world, I hope, <laughs> you know, aside this coronavirus, that I might be able to get this app going and launching everything in the next year or so. Mm -hmm. It takes a while to do things like this, and it's really it hard when you're a mother. First of all, I'm a victim too, I guess. I mean, obviously I've been struggling for years uh, trying to find my son and dealing with my fiance dying, and so mm -hmm. to be alone to do this, I'm a victim, I'm doing it, I'm coming up with the ideas, I'm trying to come up with the money, trying to do everything by myself. The virus thing wasn't a very cool thing to put in, in the way, but whatever it happened and um i'm just i'm i'm in a way i'm i have mm -hmm. a lot of good friends and a pretty good community that i think we can pull off some miracles here in the near future and in the meantime i've been doing a lot of flyers sharing missing people information from all over the world okay and and i mean all over the world and uh, help find a couple people during the virus myself. I have, mm -hmm. and so that's you know just saving one life is something. But you know to be able to, to be able to help people and help families and people that have missing loved ones is just very gratifying now. Yeah, and I'm hoping to God somebody helps me and chimes in about where my son is instead of some of the fake ones that I've gotten before. And yes, I have gotten a few leads, but, um, not too many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a website or web, uh, Facebook page set up for skies disappearance skies alone? Sky, um, it's like help find Skylar Peterson, Tossick. There is his Facebook page, which is kind of a, compromised weird situation but there's a facebook page but no one goes on it very much anymore at all um uh help find skyler peterson tossic that's about it there's a lot you can google him I mean, yeah i know everywhere. it's uh, there's yeah. a certainly a lot of information out there and that's why in this interview I, I know that we've stated that some of that information is not correct and uh, that's why i wanted to give you a chance to kind of straighten the record on at least some of it uh, during this interview regarding, once again, for example, you know, did he lose a lot of weight before he went missing? We've, uh, you've stated that that wasn't, uh, the case at all. Uh, there's a situation that he's, he was talking about religious, really, really, really rigid, religious stuff before he went missing. It doesn't sound like that's the situation either. Um, a lot has been made about Elijah and his disappearances being connected, but uh, I think that both you and his mother have said you don't believe so, even though a lot has been made of that. So I I'm glad we've had an opportunity to not only get all this information out there, but correct some of the information 
that uh, is already out there because, uh, as you know, as a lot of my guests know, people start writing stuff that isn't true. That happens a lot. It happens <laughs> yeah. a lot. It happens a lot. I, so, I hear you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there are some podcasters out there that have never spoken to me till I found out about their stories out about my son. My God, it's kind of shocking. I'm like, really? They act like they know me or know him and mm-hmm. don't know where their information is coming from. And, and I find it just bizarre. I, okay? do. I do, too. I, uh-huh. do, I do, too. And, but it, it, in, in some ways, uh, those could be the way that we find my son. I don't know. I mean, the more they talk about him, the better, I guess. But uh, facts are better, actually, though. Facts are what matters, you know. And I do know my son was taken by that second Uber ride to the same place. Okay. If he was, dro- if he was dropped off by the Uber driver. Well, I, the listeners should know that, although I've not stated it yet, I will be doing a YouTube video disp- uh, explaining these locations. Uh, on YouTube. So not only will we have this audio podcast, but everybody can go to the Unfound Podcast channel and I will be doing a, a, a YouTube video to diagram these locations that we've discussed. Not not just where you live, but where the San Pasquale Academy is, where the stop sign is, etc. You should know that, uh, Olivia. Um, any last words before we complete this interview? I hope to God somebody can help me find Skyler Peterson Tosic. Skyler Gregory Peterson Tosic is his full name. He, he um, now he's 26 years old. I mean, where could you go for five and a half years? Even if two guys and two women took you and uh, as friends to wherever this undisclosed location, um, nobody writes for free in this world. What are they doing to him and how is he making it through life without his ID or any of that? Is it, I, I'm just mind boggled. I just know that somebody might know something out there. Someone must have seen my son and I wish that you guys would chime in and please tell me where he's at. I just want to know he's alive and well. That's all I care about. Um, would be great to speak with him. I need to know that he is alive, and that's it. I mean, there's no reason to hide or lie. I just simply wanted, it's not that hard. It's pretty easy to make a phone call here or a text or, you know, message me on the Internet and tell me that you are alive, Skyler. If you're out there somewhere, you're not in trouble. You really aren't in trouble. You, We just want to know you're alive and well. Olivia, I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. And that was my April 11th, 2021 interview with Olivia Tosic, mother of Sky Tosic. I thank her for joining me and all of you on the program. As I mentioned toward the end of the interview... I made a video that is now on the Unfound podcast channel on YouTube, in which I diagram the locations mentioned in this episode. I also show the surrounding area near the Academy. Please check it out, and give the video a thumbs up. Olivia mentioned something to me after the interview that I thought you should know. Before you are quick to dismiss the existence of Thaddeus, and Eli. Olivia on her own discovered that someone in a leadership position at the Academy 
does have a young man named Thaddeus in that person's family. Once again, just thought you should know. Could be nothing, could be something. Now, on to my summation. I'm guessing that all of you got the same feeling I did while listening to Olivia's description of those days, August 28th through the 30th. I'm guessing that you got the feeling that Sky seemed to be very secretive about his movements. No talk about Uber. No talk about being dehydrated. No talk about being near the safari park. Not even an explanation of how he got home on the 30th. In fact, if it wasn't for the great work Olivia did at the very moment she knew something was wrong, we still might not know where Sky was during those days in late August of 2015. I have to really congratulate her on the quick thinking. What could it mean? Well, I don't do theorizing in these episodes. So, I'll talk about something else. Within an hour or so of coming home on the 30th, Sky got another Uber and went right back to where he was on the 28th and 29th. Why did he even come home in the first place? Moreover, why did Sky take that ride from a total stranger, the woman from the academy, when he could have Ubered home instead? Remember what Olivia found out. Sky had to wait for hours at the academy before getting that ride home. Whereas, Sky could have gotten an Uber and been home hours before he was. Hmm. And here's an even better question. Olivia said she didn't even know the academy existed until Sky disappeared. So, how did Sky even know about it? Or was he the luckiest dehydrated hiker on the planet to just kind of stumble upon the place? A place to get a drink, a place to sleep, a place to stay overnight, a place that would give him a ride home. More to the point, what are the odds that Sky would take an Uber ride on the 28th that would put him in the vicinity of a place that would bail him out? when he allegedly went hiking and allegedly got dehydrated. Uh, maybe we're all getting taken for a ride. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Densel, and you've been listening to Unfound.